You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, and this is episode number six. Well, hello again, my friends. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And this week, we are wrapping up what is only a two-part series. I mean, wrapping up sounds kind of funny, but we are wrapping up part two of Making Successful Resolutions. Now, here's the reason why I broke this into two parts. First of all, because last week's episode was super, super important, and it was so critical that I wanted to make sure that you started there. And I feel the same way about this one, but I'm going to tell you a little bit real quickly about last episode. If you didn't listen to it yet, please go listen to it. There's a lot more to it than what I'm about to tell you, but if you haven't heard it, I'm going to give you the quick little synopsis, which is this. Make sure that you recap the year that we are currently finishing before you set resolutions for the coming year. It is such an important part of the process because it acknowledges your wins. It gets your brain thinking about results, thinking in a different way versus, well, this year was kind of crappy or, well, I guess this year was okay. When you actually enumerate all the ways in which you've been successful, it will help you create more success. And it gets you to the point that we're going to talk about today. You guys, today's today's advice is so ridiculously simple. It's literally two words long. And yet, I probably have a whole other hour of things to talk about with it. Actually, I hope today is not a full hour, but we'll see. I mean, we'll just see. You guys, step two in making successful resolutions is to pick something. I know, I know, that's ridiculous, right? If you have listened to any of my podcasts on making goals or setting resolutions, you know that I have like this whole six-step system where you, you know, choose something and make a plan and then you follow through and you think about all the mindset issues that are going to stop you and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Today is the same kind of topic that we talked about last week. This is so critical and so simple, and yet I see people struggle with it so much that I want you to take this step all by itself. And truly, this step is so critical that everything else past it doesn't matter at all if you don't get this part right. The fact is, you can't make a plan until you've picked something. You can't follow through on a plan until you've picked something. You can't figure out your mindset issues until you've picked something. Picking something is bigger than it sounds. Now, here's the thing. I... I help people set goals all the time. And truly, for the purposes of our conversation, let me, let me cover this real quick. For the purposes of our conversation, I really think that goals and resolutions are essentially the same thing. Now, If you've heard me talk about goal setting before, you know that I tell you to have one goal at a time. And resolutions, I mean, it's right there. It's plural. I do feel that it is possible to have multiple resolutions as long as they are not conflicting and that actually kind of pertain to different areas of your life. Sort of like we were talking about last week in part one, where I have kind of three main categories where I have like business 
slash money. I have fitness slash personal, which to me tends to be more or less the same thing. And then I also have like family stuff, which is also personal. Fitness and family and personal are all a little bit interchangeable because I have to, you know, I have to kind of work around my family to meet any of my fitness goals. And I have to work with my fitness to meet any of my family goals. So, so I do feel like you can have resolutions or goals either word you want to use in a couple of different categories. But in each category, generally speaking, I feel like it's important to have one main thing, to pick something. Now, when I've helped people set goals before, and this is something that I do really frequently, I mean, this is the kind of conversation that we have all the time in the Killer Beehive, which is my private and interactive and totally free, uh, so super supportive Facebook group. It's it's the thing that I see people struggle with, so much more so than following through. Picking something is hard. I mean, honestly, it's hard. Most of us will start off with something that's that's kind of vague, like, well, I think I'd like to lose some weight, or it'd be nice if I could run more, or maybe I'd like to eat better this year. Having having that vague language and those vague thoughts and not having a clear sense of the thing, it's problematic because, I mean, I'm sure you could hear it the way I was saying it, but it's, it's one of those funny things. You know, when I'm saying it to you, you're like, oh yeah, that's totally true. But when you're saying it or writing it, you know, in the Facebook group or to your friends or whatever, we don't hear it as clearly. It's why I'm pointing it out to you. When you say things like maybe, or I think, or I'd kind of, or I'd like to, that's not a goal. That's not a resolution. That's a vague idea. And that's not picking something. The other thing that I see really, really, really frequently, in fact, all of these are really frequently, I'm going to stop clarifying that because all of these are things that I see on the daily, is that we're trying to do too many things. You know, oh, I want to lose weight and get in shape. And we say it so quick like that, like we smush it together like it's one thing. It's not one thing. Losing weight is one thing. Getting in shape is one thing. When you put the and in the middle of it there, that's two things. Pick one. And yes, they are different. And I know that this is, I mean, a super common misconception that losing weight and getting in shape is actually one thing. And that truly could probably be its own podcast all by itself. But just quickly in a nutshell, they are really, really different. In fact, there has been an entire podcast. It's been a series of podcasts. Anytime I talk about weight loss, and I'll put a link in the description where I had five episodes of the podcast talking about losing weight and how it is not conducive to making other kinds of fitness gains. So so I'm going to leave that where it is. Anyways, too many things. If you have the word and in your sentence, that's not picking something. That's picking two some things and that's not going to work. The other thing that I see is putting the how before the what. Like you'll you'll come up with an idea like, oh, I want to lose weight, but I can't do keto. Oh, I want to lose weight, but I can't give up bread. Oh, I want to lose weight, but I can't... uh, count calories, whatever, fill in, fill in the blank with the but. The fact is, if your goal or resolution has the word but in the sentence, 
You're stopping yourself before you even get started. And that's problematic. You're already trying to figure out how you could possibly do this thing. And it doesn't matter. I mean, truly, it doesn't matter how you get the thing. It doesn't. We'll we'll come up with other strategies, other plans further down the road, but stopping yourself with trying to figure out how means that you are stopping yourself from picking something. The other thing, this one, I, I'm sorry, I just, I just made that noise. This one, this one sticks in my craw so much. It drives me bananas. And it's one of those ironic, not ironic things where it drives me super crazy because it is absolutely hands down the one thing that I do constantly. And this is settling for less or bargaining with yourself. I, I have struggled with this for a long time personally. And it's why when I see other people doing it, I just want to grab you by the shoulders and shake you and say, stop, stop settling. Just knock it off. When you want something, you want something. Stop saying, well, I'd like to lose 50 pounds, but I'd be happy if I could lose 10. Well, I'd like to run faster, but I'd be happy if I could just, you know, go longer or whatever, like fill in the blank. Again, it's that word, but where you have an idea, I have an idea, and then I get stuck in self-doubt and what if I can't do that? And kind of that same thing about putting the how before the why or putting the, but I'm not good enough and maybe I'm not smart enough and maybe I can't before the what. When you talk yourself down from your goals, you are not picking something. You are picking really what? Two, three, four, five different things. You're saying, oh, I'd be happy with 10 pounds. Really, at this point, I'd be happy if I could lose one pound. But I'd really kind of like to lose 30. But you know what? I could really, I mean, I've got 50 pounds to lose. And if I'm going to get to a healthy weight, I actually need to lose 60. That's not one goal. That's not picking something. That's picking lots of different things and letting yourself be confused and letting yourself be in this state of not knowing what you want. Picking something means picking one thing. The other thing that I see all the time is comparisons. Well, I'd like to do more of something. I'd like to get better at something. I'd like to run faster. I'd like to be thinner. I'd like to be more toned. You guys, that's not a thing. That's not picking some thing. That is telling yourself that where I am right now isn't quite good enough and where I am somewhere else kind of sort of a little bit might be better. That it's not good goals. It's not. It's not good resolutions. It's not going to get you anywhere but feeling stuck and feeling less than. We just talked about this two episodes ago. Again, I'll have a link for you in the show notes or the description, depending on where you're watching or listening. When you use language like more or better or faster or thinner, anything that is a comparison, your brain can't focus on that. It will automatically either go to all or it'll go to nothing. You're either going to be comparing yourself against nothing, which is awesome. I mean, that means that you're winning. That's fantastic. But most likely you'll be comparing yourself to all, which means that you're going to come up short. You're never going to feel like you've gotten what you wanted. You guys, when you pick something, it feels different. 
And this is the part of the podcast where it's like, okay, I'd love to have something for you to really like pin your hat on it and say, oh, this is exactly what I need to do. This part, it's kind of not a process. It's, it's one of those beauties in the eye of the beholder. Your goal is in the eye of you, you being the beholder. When you actually pick it, you'll know. It'll feel different. It'll feel like the thing that you really, really want. And I totally just distracted myself as those words were coming out of my mouth. Every time I say really, really, don't you just automatically start singing the Spice Girls? Like, I cannot help myself. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. (laughs) I'm not going to sing it because I don't want any like copyright infringement issues or anything. But I know that you heard that too. And I'm sorry, but it's totally going to be in your head all day now. You guys, here's the thing. Much like the Spice Girls, when you know what you really, really want, it'll it'll zig-a-zig ah. It'll feel so different in your mind and in your heart and in your body that it you'll recognize it. You'll know when you have picked something because it'll actually strip away a lot of that other junk. It'll strip away the I thinks, the maybes, the ands, the buts, the more. It'll feel clear. It'll feel like something, not necessarily something you can do. In fact, that's that's a whole other part of this conversation. It will probably feel absolutely terrifying. It's going to feel like too much. It's going to feel like probably the scariest thing you've ever like tried to say out loud. That's picking something. That is the thing that is setting your soul on fire. That's going to get you up in the morning. That's going to make you make a list of the tasks that you have to do. That's going to make you face your fears head on. That's going to make you address your mindset issues. That's going to make you follow through. It's the thing that's going to get you past failure. It's the thing that's going to get you past self-doubt. It's the thing that's going to get you past all the other junk in your head. When you really pick something it'll be different. So how do you pick something? I mean, here's here's something that I got stuck in for years, years and years. Picking one thing felt impossible all by itself. Like even, even the task of picking something felt like an impossible goal that I couldn't reach because I wanted so much. Well, here's the thing that's really interesting. I still want so much. And yet, and yet I picked something. I picked, well, Okay, I've got three categories. I picked three things for this year. And I am going to share that with you. But let me tell you a little bit more about the process of picking something. The first thing that you're going to do is you are going to write down everything you want. This part is, again, significantly harder than you think. It sounds so easy. Oh, just write down everything I want. But you're going to self-censor. You're going to do all that vague language stuff. You're going to do all the ands and all the buts. Let yourself do that. For now, that's actually okay because we're not picking something yet. We're, I'm sorry, this is super gross, but we are word vomiting onto the page everything you want without any kind of like other thought or repercussions or fears or doubts or anything. Again, this is harder than you think. I'm going to read you my list and I'm, I'm pre-embarrassed before I even start reading this to you. It's going to feel 
No, you know what? Let me read you my list and then we're going to talk about how this feels. So here's my list. I didn't number it. I have no idea how many things I have on here, but it is an entire page of paper. I want a new phone. I want to buy designer handbags. And I almost, in fact, I'm going to say this out loud. I almost put an and on there. I want to buy designer handbags and not feel guilty about spending the money on myself for something so expensive. I want to park in the garage. I want somebody else to clean my bathrooms. I want somebody else to clean my car. I want to remodel the kitchen and the bathrooms. I want a Mercedes G-Wagon. I want people to want to collaborate with me on YouTube. I want to be recognized in public. I want a Wikipedia page. I want to pay off all of our debt. I want to go shopping. I want to read for pleasure. I want to take a big vacation. I want a million subscribers. I want nice dishes. I want matching furniture. I want to travel. I want to run a 100-mile race. I want podcast sponsors. I want YouTube sponsors. I want to see all of the national parks. I want a bigger closet. I want a bigger yard. I want somebody else to edit my videos. I want somebody else to create all my graphics. I want somebody else to pin on Pinterest. I want somebody else to post on Instagram. I want somebody else to answer my emails. I want visible abs. I want a gold play button. Okay, I'm literally sweating right now. Part of that's because I got all worked up. But also, okay, that was just so embarrassing. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I'm reading this, I'm writing this, and I'm thinking, selfish, greedy, narcissistic. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I can't come up with materialistic. That's the word. Sorry, that was a really long pause. I couldn't come up with the word. Thank you. Thank you, menopause brain fog. I, every word that came out on the page, like, other people in my house were walking around when I was writing this down and I was totally hiding it. And yet here I am reading it to, you know, anybody who wants to hear this podcast. When you start writing down the things you want, you are going to feel embarrassed and selfish and self-centered and all kinds of yucky things. It's part of the process. It's part of the process to push through that feeling and acknowledge that you want things. And that's okay. Wanting something isn't in and of itself a bad thing. Wanting something for yourself, truly, I mean, I could, in fact, I'm going to put this on the list of ideas. Wanting something for yourself is difficult. It's why a lot of us have trouble setting resolutions. But also, I truly feel that wanting something is why we're alive. If you don't want anything ever, what are you doing? And I mean this in a nice way. Here's the thing. You can want to save the world. You can want to save all the puppies and kitties, which I do, and it didn't make my list. You can want to help homeless people. You can want like really generous, kind things. That's perfectly lovely. Those are goals also. They didn't happen to make my goal list because that's not my focus right now. I want those kinds of things also. And in a way, I mean, those aren't, those aren't selfish in the classic sense, 
but they're still, they're still wanting something. And here's the thing, wanting something like that, <laughs> here's, here comes a Friends reference, and hopefully you watched Friends, hopefully, you know, you get, hopefully you get my Spice Girls and Friends references, otherwise, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know what you're doing here, <laughs> but, but do you remember the conversation that Joey and Phoebe had where they were talking about how there is actually no such thing as a selfless act, and how Phoebe went out and let the bee sting her, and, and Joey was like, yeah, but then didn't he die, and she was like, oh man, the fact is, Everything that we want ultimately is to make ourselves feel good in one way or another. It doesn't matter what you want. It always comes back to feeling good about yourself. And my friends, feeling good about yourself has no downside, none. Some of us, and I'm not including myself in this, some of us do this better than others. The people who are saving, you know, the dogs and cats of the world, the people who are saving the oceans, the people who are saving the environment, they they still want that so they can feel good about themselves, and that is a good thing. The fact is, no matter what your goals are, it's because you want to feel good about yourself. Feeling good about yourself is the ultimate goal. It is the best goal. It is the thing that makes the entire world a better place. Wanting material things, wanting money, wanting to look good, to feel good, those all still make the world a better place. You don't have to be greedy or materialistic or mean. I tell you what, when I, my my picture of myself driving a G-Wagon isn't me like, you know, running through bad neighborhoods and being like, "Woo, I'm so rich." It's it's me feeling good and confident. Here's the thing about making this list. You're going to feel selfish. It's going to be embarrassing, but I want you to do it anyways, because then you could kind of take a look at all of the different things that you want. And when I was looking, I was like, oh, you know what? This all boils down to basically three things. Every single thing on this list is either related to business success slash money, which is in my mind, essentially the same thing, or an experience or free time, which is also kind of related to experiences and business success slash money, because I do truly feel that money can buy you time. So once you've got your list, your whole list that made you feel kind of sweaty and queasy and, and embarrassed, then you can break it down into categories and figure out, okay, all of these things, all of these business success things are all kind of related. So, so what is the one thing? What is the thing that I can hang my hat on? What is the thing that really lights me up, that doesn't feel like I'm bargaining, that doesn't feel like I'm settling, that doesn't feel like a maybe, that feels like, okay, this is the thing that, like the Spice Girls, I really, really want. And I will tell you, for me in 2020, my resolution, my goal is 1 million subscribers on YouTube. Now, here's the thing. As of this morning, I had just shy of 59,000. <laughs> so, so getting all the way to a million is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is so far out of the realm of something that is possible that that was actually a good thing. 
not having all the little, oh, well, what if I can't get five more subscribers? Or what if this? Or what if that? Or I'm not good enough. All of those little self-doubts were completely put to rest because this is so utterly ridiculous that it almost doesn't seem real. And when you get yourself out of that realm of realness and fear and self-doubt to the utterly ridiculous, your brain takes on a whole nother form of clarity. It was really interesting. As soon as I wrote it down on my actual, here's, here's my goals for 2020, 1 million subscribers, my brain went to this whole different place. It stopped telling me I can't because I've already acknowledged that I can't. Of course I can't. I, that's ridiculous. It's a huge number. So then my brain went to work like, okay, but I mean, like somebody has a million subscribers. There's, there's 65 million women over the age of 55 in North America. And yes, I looked that up because I was super curious because I, my brain went to this place where it was like, well, is that even possible? Like, could somebody do that? Not me, obviously, but could somebody do that? Could somebody trying to serve women over 50 with nice workouts on YouTube, could that happen? My, my audience, I mean, predominantly women, and it's who I'm targeting is women over 50. My audience exists. My audience predominantly comes from North America also, which is why I said that. I mean, I'm English speaking. And so therefore, like, I think it's 65% of my audience comes from America. And then the other 35% is mostly like, I think 30% of it comes from Canada and uh, England. And then and then the other 5% comes from like everywhere else in the world. And I don't, I don't mean that to discount you if you come from somewhere else in the world. I'm just saying like my numbers shake down to mostly North America. So that's why I looked up how many millions of women live in North America that are my target age. 65 million. Okay, so asking for 1 million of them to subscribe to me on YouTube kind of feels like, I mean, those are pretty good odds, like one in 65. That's, that's not that bad. That's not too huge of a number. And so then my brain was like, okay, but like, what would you have to do? Like, what, what do you have to do on a daily basis to, to find 1 million women? Well, I have to make myself more visible. And so that means stuff like commenting on other people's YouTube videos, like, you know, the ones that I watch, like Hot and Flashy or Fabulous 50s or any number of, or um, Busby Style. All, all of these women who are, you know, also my age who talk about topics that I think are interesting, I, I should actually comment and like make friends with them. So... So what else would I have to do? Well, I mean, I have to make sure that I'm making really good videos and really good podcasts and really good Instagram posts. I have to make content that is relevant for women my age. Okay, that's that's doable. That's something that I'm already doing. I can continue to do that. Okay, well, I have to create a community and support that community. You know, when, when people get to know me, then they're more likely to subscribe. I'm already doing that too. I have my Facebook group. I have the podcast. I answer comments on my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm already doing a lot of the things that I need to be doing 
to get a million subscribers. So then my brain is like, oh, maybe this isn't impossible. Maybe this is something that we can do. This is what it feels like when you pick something. When you pick the thing that you really, really want (laughs) and that you can step outside of the little place where you live right now where you have doubts and you have fears and what if nobody likes me and what if I'm not good enough and what if I don't know how and what if I really want to lose weight and get in shape and what if I really don't know but kind of maybe sort of when you can step out of that and pick something everything will change your brain will stop thinking about things the way it's been thinking about things that got you here and it will start thinking about things in a new way. You will be capable of all the other steps that you need to do. You will be capable of crafting a plan or finding a plan. You don't have to do this all by yourself. You can find plans to get you where you want to go. You will be capable of setting up those daily tasks. You will be capable of tackling the demons in your head that talk to you about all the reasons why you can't, all the reasons you're going to fail, all the reasons you're too dumb and too old and too whatever, or not enough, whatever. You'll be capable of following through. Your brain will be in a different place when you pick something. So my friends, pick something. And also, when you pick something, will you tell me about it? Because, I mean, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm literally like drenched in sweat. <laughs> I, and we didn't even have a workout today. It feels really vulnerable to have these wants and to pick something and to put it out there in the world. I personally would like to not feel alone. I would love to know and share with you your vulnerable pick. And I would love to support you with it. Because here's the thing. I know for a fact, because you guys are the best. You're the best. I know you're going to say really nice things like, of course, you should have a million subscribers. I want to say that kind of thing for you too. My friend, whatever you want, it's worthwhile. It's worthy of you. You are worthy of it. I want to support you getting your ridiculous, selfish, self-centered, materialistic, whatever word you want to put on it, goal slash resolution. So will you share that with me? Will you leave me a comment wherever you're watching or listening? And here's the thing. I know if you're listening on any kind of a podcast app, it's super hard, but you can come see me on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm on all of them. Come talk to me. Tell me what your goal is so that I can cheer you on too. Thank you so much for sticking it out. This week was this week was interesting. They always are. They're always matters that matter to you. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.